What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J from 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. This video is sponsored by BetterHelp, and I receive commissions for referrals to BetterHelp. You guys know that transparency is very important to me because I believe it's the key to communication and bridging the gap in our community. Bridging the communication gap in our community amongst our generations has been very near and dear to my heart for a very long time. I've been working feverishly to spark the heart conversations in our community. As the world changes, people change, things change, life experiences change us. Sometimes it can be hard to express yourself to your loved ones. We all suffer something during the pandemic, some more so than others. Emotions can be like a roller coaster. That's why I'm grateful to BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable. Via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist is not the right fit for you for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With better help, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from an in-office therapy and with therapists who are custom-picked for you. More scheduling, flexibility, and more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash 12th street. That's betterhelp.com slash 12th street. I've also linked it in the description below. Let's start bridging the communication gap together. Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Look at the day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As you guys can see, I have a wonderful, wonderful guest here with me today, the one, the only, our favorite, favorite, favorite Virgo host, Shakita Johnson of the hey. Chronicles of a Virgo podcast. Welcome to 12th Street Talk Back. Shakita, how are you? Hello, Miss Ma'am. Thanks for having me. And I'm doing well today. How are you? I'm doing well, 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 well. Well, you know what we do. We give God some praise. So Amen. let's give God some praise for a few seconds. 
Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the breath that we're breathing right now, Father God. We thank you for our special guest that's in the house today, Father God. May she be blessed from the crowns of her heads to the soles of her feet, Father God. Father God, we give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise, Father God. We know, Father God, that every day that we take a breath or take a step is because of your grace and your mercy. So we praise you right now in Jesus' name. Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. So listen, girl, y'all know you do your mental health checks. So I'm going I'm to let you give me a mental health check today. Rate your All mental right, health right. well, from one to five. Before we do that, thank you for this opportunity to come on your platform to speak with you and your supporters. It is an honor, honestly. And thank um, thanks for the warm welcome and the prayer. You're thank welcome. You. No I feel problem. cozy inside. You know my Virgo. You know you're my Virgo sister. Yes, we yes, connect yes. on so many levels. Yes, <laughs> behind <Lord>. the scenes, <laughs> we the best. Yes, but let's yeah. get these mental health checks in, everyone. So, Miss Victoria, on a scale of one to five, five being that you're feeling really good, one being you're not feeling the best, you have some room for pouring. Where would you rate your mental health scale of one to five? Today, I would rate my mental health at about a four. Okay. About a four, maybe a three and a half, four. And the only reason why I'm going on the scale of more towards four is I had an amazing lunch with my oldest sister. Shout out to Mo. And we just chopped it up. We fellowshiped together and she told me some amazing news and, you know, I was happy for her. So it kind of pulled me out of the things that was in my head. You know, the mm-hmm. devil try to make a playground of you, of your head. That's, that's why they say the battle is in your head when you're, when you're walking this thing with Christ. So I would say I'm a three and a half or four only because my day ended better then it started. <laughs> That's all that How matters. You, Johnson? I know, I know. <laughs> well, my mental health today on a scale of one to five is a five. Okay. Your girl yes. been fiving it out in these streets. Okay. And I've been I'm, hearing that. <laughs> and I am truly grateful for it because it's been a long time coming. Um, and the purpose of doing the mental health check is to do a daily check in with yourself internally just to make sure you're okay if you're Mm -hmm. not to figure out what's going on where do you need room for improvements some extra loving you know and then take the time whether it's five ten minutes however much time you have because life do be life in our these streets but we always have Mm -hmm. to make sure we're you know doing the proper measures to take care of ourselves so Mm -hmm. that's the purpose of the mental health check so Mm -hmm. i'm glad Mm -hmm. you're feeling better I am. I'm feeling better. I, I mean, you know, Satan gonna be, he gonna do what he do, but you know, I got my, I got my arm on. I got my arm on. It don't feel good to the flesh, but as long as you walking around in the spirit and you know, you covered by the blood and I plead the blood and I just kept it moving. We still, we always gonna feel it in our flesh. We're human. We're going to do that to the day we die. But as long as we continue to keep our hand in God's hand and walk this thing that we call life and walk mm-hmm. it with our Lord and Savior, we're going to be all right. It'll This too shall pass, as they say. But yes. I know you do the mental health check, and I do. Did you pour into yourself today? Mm-hmm. And I started that 
um, when I started my first, well, I think it was my second episode and I was working on just figuring out life and, 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 and treating myself and, and taking care of my mental health and my body. So I would start off asking my guests, did you pour into yourself today? So Ms. Johnson, did you pour into yourself today? I did. And you know, that means whatever it looks like for you, right? Because some people's way of pouring may be like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to get a pedicure, manicure. I mm-hmm. went shopping. My ways of pouring into myself have a lot to do with like my physical well-being, you know, because mm-hmm. me being a person that's had my immunity issues and being sick, I need to do extra things than a more healthier person does, right? Mm-hmm. So me pouring into myself, it may sound a little cheesy, but like I got back on my juicing tip today and I made oh. me a whole fresh glass of celery juice. <laughs> celery juice. Yes. That does, you know. not, that does not sound too inviting, but I'll I mean, give I added, it a try. You know, you add some pineapples and some ginger in there, but it has some magnificent benefits. And I like, I always say like when you feeling good, you know, you look good, you look good, you feel good, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. all about doing things to not only empower my mind, but my body and just, yeah, just be good all around, you know? So, I mean, that's one way I poured into myself. And I guess another way, you know, I worked out, you know, got, mm-hmm. got, got in just a little bit, just a little bit, but um, yeah. So me, as long as I'm moving around or challenging myself to do something that I may have made an excuse on why I couldn't do it the day before or the week before, that is me pouring into myself, you know, it's getting mm-hmm. out of my own way. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we all pour differently. We all mm-hmm. pour differently for me is getting into my word and, and something just comes across and I just ask God to, you know, just leave me where he needs me to go. And then of course, having lunch with my sister and then we went shopping and she spent her money and I had to spend mine. That was an extra <laughs> plus today. So yes, I poured into myself greatly, guys. <laughs> yes, always good to spend somebody else's money. <laughs> it is, it is. Well, I am so happy to have you over here on 12th Street Talk Back. I told you before, prior when we were getting this thing together and you guys, for you guys that don't know, this is my, this is a new, but old buddy. She's new to the show, but we have chopped it up on many, many occasions. She has a beautiful spirit. She has a beautiful story to tell and you guys need to go on over to Chicago. I can't talk today. Chronicles of a Virgo. I knew it was going to come sooner or later. I knew it was going to come sooner or later. Sometimes sometimes in my episodes, you hear me say, I can't talk today, but Chronicles of a Virgo, I love her show. I actually started watching your show and listening to your show on Spotify way before I got into this podcast and moral. And I initially only start watching because I was like, man, she's a Virgo like me. But once <laughs> I got into your episodes and just heard how, I think I'm particularly interested in the fact that a lot of your stuff is centered around mental health and abuse. And I just, I was hooked after I listened to your first episode. And then when I went on over to Good Pods, when I became a podcaster and saw you on there, I said, thank you, my girl, she's on Good Pods. So I'm excited. I'm elated to have you here with us. And I think you do some amazing things. I love all the things that I've heard so far from you, you keep on 
pouring into your community, keep on making people aware of mental health because it's a serious issue and it's something that we and I, I call myself an old head we didn't exactly address that in my era so you know kudos to you you get your flowers Thank from you. me for that so I let's dig into that. this episode yeah you're welcome no problem no problem so tell me how you came up with your show tell me how you came up with the idea of Chronicles of a Virgo. Okay, so Chronicles of a Virgo originally started off as a blog because I love to write, always did love to write. Mm-hmm. And I launched the blog back in 2019 on WordPress. It was actually a part of my therapy at the time. I had just um, had my last suicidal attempt and I needed another outlet besides the working out and reading books and doing the other extracurricular stuff so my therapist was like maybe you should put your writing somewhere where it's going to like you know help you more or help other people so I created the blog Chronicles of a Virgo and I didn't think it would ever become anything and it did I started having followers and people like just people at the woodworks and I'm like okay I like Mm -hmm. this and I used to do this uh, voice memo thing on my phone where sometimes like when I was going through I guess you could call like a crisis. I would just talk. And I was like, maybe I should start a podcast. But at that point, I didn't have the confidence in myself or in my voice to really put myself out there. And I didn't know what, how to even get started with a podcast. So I continued to just do my uh, my blog. And I fell off of it around 2020 when, when I lost my grandmother. And I just lost my ambition and my drive for anything because my grandmother was my everything. And um, after that, I did a few more. And then last year, what is this, 2023? Yeah, last year, um, I was like on this app called Clubhouse, right? Mm-hmm. And listened to this guy talking. He had this song playing in the background and it was like Encore by Jay-Z. And for some reason that's resonated for whatever reason, Whatever I had going on at the time, it just was like, go on, go do it. And I just Mm -hmm. went on Anchor, like a lot of us start our podcast, and I just launched it. And once I did it, I was like, oh, crap, like, I, this is it. I don't know what else to do. And um, I just took the name Chronicles of a Virgo from my blog. And I was like, you know what? I am a Virgo and full of chronicles. That's how I got the the Mm -hmm. title, because when I was writing about just a variety of different things that me as a Virgo has experienced from that point. I was like, mm-hmm. this is going to be my, my uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, me and this podcast in life been rocking and rolling. <laughs> well, I certainly enjoyed it. And I know that the people outside, um, all your followers and, and all the different groups and things that we're both in Spotify, good pods. I know people enjoy it because I certainly enjoy it when I do listen to it. Like I said, you're doing some amazing things over there. So you, you keep doing your thing. Um, I wanted to ask you though, this mm-hmm. is going to be a random question since you put it out there, girly. Um, for my <laughs> listeners, you did say when you went through um, your last suicidal tip and for you guys that don't know, going over to her podcast and she she shares her story with you guys and especially if you're going through mental health challenges 
um, sexual assault. This is, is a very good podcast to um, get a lot of feedback. It gives you something to think about. And she talks about her story over there with the therapist. And I think in our Black community, especially in our Black and Brown community, we need that. So you guys go check her out. You did just mention suicidal tips. And I I, I didn't know whether we were going to get into that today. Would you share with my listeners a little bit about that? You don't have to go into too much of, of detail, but just a little bit. Mm-hmm. about that because it was randomly bought up <laughs> yeah um so my last suicidal attempt was different from any other attempt like I didn't know how bad my depression and anxiety was like I didn't even know how bad my PTSD was because I've been diagnosed with all these different things they even thought at one point that I was bipolar and I was like oh nope you're not putting that label on me you know I know that's right I was I was just like no like y'all not about to get me with that y'all not about to mm -mm." but anyway so during that time in 2019 I was going through a really rough time I had just um became single after like three and a half years um I was engaged like all that stuff got called off it was just a total wreck and it was like one of those situations where you put so much into something and then that person just gives you their whole bottom side to kiss you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I was just left broken you know and I had never experienced like heartbreak let alone any type of situation like that in my life um and I've been through numerous trials and tribulations and I have my share of traumas but that hit me in a different way mm-hmm. and I was in therapy during the course of the relationship so I just continued therapy but at some point I just like the devil he came in and he got the what I, what I would say was the best of me in that time and um I I had previously years, years prior to that had an issue of um, pills mm-hmm. and I had some in my possession at that, that time. And a couple of times I had taken a certain amount that I knew wasn't good for me. Mm-hmm. And then I had wrote a letter and I was just like, you know, nothing that I'm trying to do is working at this point. And I don't, and I'm sorry if I'm taking this a little too far. Um, no, but no, no. I, I don't think people understand the emphasis that a person that struggles with mental health issues, really the emphasis of their mind, right? And when mm-hmm. I say that, it's because a lot of times when I see, um, when we hear about celebrities and people unfortunately commit suicide, the first thing some people say is that's so selfish. Why would they do that? Why didn't they just get help? you know, they had all this money and resources accessible to them. Why didn't they just ask for help? And I'll be the first one to tell you, it's not, suicide is not selfish to that person at Mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. Because that person, you don't never know what internal battles they're dealing with. You don't know how long they've been fighting these demons, these battles. You don't know what's going on through their mind. You don't Mm -hmm. know what type of support they have, Mm -hmm. you know? And for Mm -hmm. some people, unfortunately they can't take it and they just feel like the only way I can come up out of this if I don't feel and that's how I felt I was like I do not want to feel nothing physically Mm. mentally I I don't and I was like I know God is on my side but right now I feel like God don't care nothing about me Mm. and I wrote a letter and um I was at the time 
thank God for having good friends. Like I talk about my friends all the time on my podcast. I've had them on because I mean, they was literally sleeping on the phone with me, FaceTime to make sure I was breathing sometimes, you know, and I wrote, I wrote a letter. I had a plan and this was the first time I had an official plan. Like I had it planned to the T like, Mm. oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z because I know that it will look like an accident. No one will ever think that I did this until they find this letter. And um, I started like kind of like saying my goodbyes, but in a very discreet way, like not like, oh, goodbye, I'm going to do this. But like, I just want you to know that, you know, I love you. You've always been there for me. And at the time Mm. people were just assuming like, girl, I love you too. I'm always going to be here, but I'm like, you know, okay. And, um, I was, I was ready. And the night before, you know, I, I pumped some pills in my system and I woke up the next day, like it was a regular day. I put my clothes on, got my GPS ready to where I was about to go, you know? And I, I, I mean, I, cr- I just remember I cried and I cried. Cause I was just like, God, I know this. I, I, I don't want to feel what I'm feeling, but I know this, this ain't this, is this what you really want me to do? And at that moment, I lied to you not, it was a knock at my door. And I'm mm. like, who is who coming over unannounced? You feel I me? Mean? Who is this? And it was mm-hmm. my sister. It was my sister. And when I seen her, I just bust out crying. I was like, this ain't nothing but God, because it ain't my time. It, oh, it is it's not my time and she came in with two big trash bags and a duffel bag and I'm like what is this she's like oh I'm staying a couple months and I was like again it wasn't my time it wasn't it wasn't my Glory time be and, to God and we have a me and my, my sister's a couple years younger than me and we have a very tight relationship and like whenever I've ever gone through any struggles or anything I've always confined in her and in that moment I told her what had been going on and what I was about to do like all that stuff and she did end up staying and I was like well dang nobody asked me if you could come over <laughs> like who told mm-hmm. y'all mm-hmm. you could come but in that moment Jesus like, yeah, pretty much, you know, because otherwise I would have been gone, literally gone. And um, after that point, like I had to just be honest with, you know, my family and my therapist, of course, because she's like, wait a second, I've just seen you the other day. Like, I know where you're not, the, you wasn't the best, but I didn't know that it had got this bad because of course she would have intervened way more. And at that point she did intervene more. But um, that was in 2019. That was the last time that I had any type of attempt, any type of like deep thought like that. That was the last time. Wow. You gave me chills. <laughs> you gave me chills when you when you first started talking about. Wow. And we've talked. I, I knew a little bit, but I didn't know to what extent. Wow. Well, look at look at God. Look yeah. At God. Grace and mercy grace and mercy he always there he's always there so it's like now like even when I go through things or you know I feel like you know oh this season is so hard sometimes I always play back memories of that because I thought that was one of my hardest seasons from what Mm. you know the situation I was going through and I'm like okay if I got through that I can get through anything and like I said before that has not that was not the most intense thing in my life that I've ever had to climb through but 
it was probably the closest time I've ever got close to death, you know? Mm-hmm. And even to, you know, I've had family was telling me like, well, if you do that, you're going to hell. Like, you know, that's a sin. Again, I need people to understand that a person that has that mindset that they are leaving this earth, you know, they don't care about nobody else. They don't care about nothing else. They want to bring themselves out of that, that harm that, and that feeling that they're going through. And they feel like that is the only way they won't fail. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so like you said before, the fact that like people don't want to talk about this. You see people talking more about mental health and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. no, dive deeper into it. Dive deeper mm-hmm. into yourself. You know, there's a lot of reprogramming of the mind in the black community overall that we all have to hold ourselves accountable mm-hmm. to do. You know, mm-hmm. you may not agree with everything, but also if you don't understand something, don't be so quick to judge. And mm-hmm. when it comes to that, I'd be like, man, you know, it's it's crazy. Well, you know, I don't like sharing anybody else's story, but I, I will say this. I, I do understand that portion of mental health. Um, my best friend, my ace kum boom, my late sister, my oldest sister, she dealt severely with mental health stuff and at one point she attempted to take her life so I I get it I get it even though I'm always constantly saying um I do come from a hard background I come from a Christian background I come from a single mother of eight Mm. and she was very strict so and I was just having this conversation with one of my nieces actually a week or so ago and and we were talking about how the Gen Z and the millennial era has started talking about mental health and getting therapy and having a therapist more. And we were talking about how, you know, we only did what we knew. And that that's one of the things that I want to bring awareness to my show, as well as, you know, talking about, of course, our Heavenly Father. Uh, you hear me always talking about getting into the community, helping our elders, helping our youth. And I have a lot of, I have, it's kind of like 50-50. The good people, I want them to understand the good youth, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. They always kind of take offense and that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the lost sheep. I'm talking about the people that may be in a single parent home and their parent is not paying them any attention that may be going through depression, you know, mm-hmm. just like you just said, maybe having thoughts of that. And as we were talking, she was saying, we do understand the millennial and the Gen Z era. We do understand that y'all only did what y'all were taught in y'all parenting. So having conversations with that, like that, I'm 51 and I know you're much younger than me. Having conversations with you guys, it brings awareness to me and as well, I can get that out there to my audience. My audience is a little older audience Mm -hmm. and maybe that'll give them something to think about and maybe they can handle their grandkids in a different way. You know, we always have a second chance. I'm always saying, us older gals, we're always talking about, and older men, oh God, I, I wish I could go back to being 21, 30, and know what I know now. You may not never be able to go back, but if you can share your story and even take a listen to some of the younger generations to bridge the gap, maybe we can stop 
some of the things that's going on or at least bring awareness to some of the things that are going on in our black and brown communities because we need that mental health is real we mm -hmm. went through a lot and there's a lot of molestation a lot of rape a lot of physical and mental abuse that went on in my era in my siblings era that nobody addressed we were just told to pray about it or it was shut shoved up under the rug you didn't talk about it what went on in the house stayed in the house so my hat goes off to you and the rest of the community the younger community that is doing that mm -hmm. so so who can is I say can I say can I say one thing for you before you ask yes. that question yes. so because you just said it you said we were taught to pray about it, like pray it away, right? Brush things under the rug as if it never existed. And that is the main problem of, of the Black community. Not only mm -hmm. our community, other communities, you know, I tell, you know, my story about my abuse and what happens in this house stays in this house mm -hmm. because the families feel embarrassed if you get outside, right? Because as a mm -hmm. parent, if you feel like you're going to be shunned upon that these things happen to your child or mm -hmm. you didn't do this. And that that's not always the case because let's be real. Like you said, you only can parent how you know how to parent. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't look at my mom or my, my family as being any bad type of individuals because they right. only, you, you only can do what you can do. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect. There's no rule book, no handbook for parenting or for just being a perfect individual. Right. But mm -hmm in me like more getting more into telling my story I've literally told my therapist this yesterday I said I feel like I should just be quiet in regards to some stuff but the moment I felt like I, I should be quiet I am continuing to brush things under the rug I am continuing mm -hmm. to hold on to secrets and don't not necessarily need to be exposed but like I'm damaging my continuing to damage myself mm -hmm. you know so I really, uh, I agree with you. Like, I hope more people will get to that point where it's like, oh, this is, this part of my life is so bad to go back to. I don't want to talk about it. Well, think about it. How much better would you be continuing to hold that stuff in that's causing you so much hurt and pain and probably, you know, depression and chaos opposed to just speaking about it? You know what I'm saying? Releasing mm -hmm. it from yourself and God knows, who you'll be able to help out there. Even mm -hmm. if your, your intentions might not be to help, it might be to heal. You deserve that much, you know? Mm -hmm. And until mm -hmm. more people understand that, it's going to continue to be the same generational patterns from one generation to the next, to the next, mm -hmm. to the next. I told myself I was breaking those generational patterns. I don't like to say curses because some people believe curses can't be broken, but patterns, you can change patterns. Mm -hmm. I was changing it. Well, I'll say it for you because I know I'm walking with Jesus, generational curses. <laughs> and, and with that being said, you know, I listened to all of your shows just about, and you did one with a young man and I can't remember the name of it. And you guys were talking about just that. And as I was listening to it, I think we were getting together this month. It was, it's probably last year or, or the beginning of January of this year. And I was trying to figure out why you were saying what you were saying as far as mental health and the older generation need, they just didn't understand and, and we needed to, you know, and at that point, I, I have to be honest, it did bother me just a little bit 
but I wanted to dig inside. And once I started to rethink some things of the way that I was raised and even possibly the way that I raised my children, it made me look at it from a different angle. Now, what I will say is I don't, I stand behind everything that I say 100%. And I did an episode, a couple of episodes on the younger generation about how, um, society stepped into our households and into the schools and took God out of the schools, God out of the household. And now you have parents being beaten up and it's filmed on social media live. That stuff I cannot get down with. I still think there's a certain level of respect that we do give to our parents. We did take some things out of the handbook that probably we probably shouldn't have took out of the handbook like you know the spankings I'm not saying beat your child to death but I'm saying time out spankings all that stuff that that talking back and you 14 15 years old and you ain't even quite 18 yet and I still gotta feed and clothe (laughs) you I'm still old school in that I'm not gonna for me I think you know there's a certain certain level of respect we have to respect each other but I think for parents, we de- deserve to be respected just because we are being the providers. Now, if we're being the providers and bullies or abusing or something like that. I can't stand behind that. But if you're giving your child the best and they're getting the best education and they have the best that you can provide for as clothes, school and stuff like that, I can see where, like, I spoiled my children. I spoiled mm-hmm. my children rotten. Sometimes they may have gotten things that they they didn't deserve. And I said all that to say, once I started re, re, re-patterning my thinking after listening to a couple of your episodes and listen how you talk about mental health, it started to make me rethink. And it, may, it did take me down memory lane of I could have did this better in this era. So mm-hmm. I get it now. So, and and that's part of building, bridging the gap between the mm-hmm. two communities. I think there's a communication barrier between the older generation and the younger generation. So I thank you for giving me something to think about because, you know, I did think about that. I did think about it from you guys' point of view, as well as I thought about how I was raised and maybe my thinking just wasn't right. So, and that's what we're here for, to bridge the gap. Right. So with that being said, you know my next question. Who is Shakita Johnson? Who is she? She She is a regular person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Of course, I am a Virgo. Okay, we are the best. (laughs) Um, Shakita is steady growing into a better version of herself. Mm -hmm. Um, Meaning as we just talked about her, being a person that has dealt with my own share of like traumas and men- mental health issues, those things dictated every aspect of who I thought I was at one point in my life mm-hmm. until I had a reality check and like, oh no, like I can be better than this. And I always pride myself on being better than the previous day. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm very ambitious. I'm very strong-minded, you know. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) We Virgos. 
Yeah, I, like <laughs> when I set my heart on a goal or get focused on something, like it's hard for me not to like get it finished right then and there. It doesn't matter right. what time of the day it is. You know, very structured routine type person. But on the flip side of all that, like I like to have fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I'm very big on just like personal and self-development and just being a better person overall, Mm -hmm. not saying that there's something wrong with you. Well, there's something probably wrong with all of us. Right. Right. But there's also, (laughs) you know, there's always something that we can always work on to be better, you know? And I mean, I hold myself accountable for a lot of mishaps you know because I'm not perfect Mm -hmm. I don't pride myself on being perfect and some things I still get wrong but at the end of the day as long as I'm doing better than I was before that lets me know that I'm headed on the right track and I just continue to let God guide my footsteps because without him I can't do the Lord's work without him in it you know so I always keep him first and look and you know if it don't feel right then this is not this is not for me and I just keep Mm -hmm. it moving well, one of my favorite sayings is God can't use you if you don't have a story. And you definitely have a story. You definitely have a story. So, you know, just if it feels right to you and you've already consulted God about it, you go for it, pray about it, go for it and keep it moving. Cause I think you're doing some wonderful things. And, and even in what I admire about you so much is you're not afraid to t- talk to people and tell people that you're in therapy that I went through this and I went through that and I, I'm a Virgo and we share a lot of the traits we're shy people so for us when we get out there we do everything with 150 percent and like you said if, if we set our heart to a task we gonna spend the whole day trying to make sure we finish that task even if we got two more weeks to complete it it's just who we are with that being said you know, I just think that you just blow my mind every time I look at an episode. I, I just, I'm just, it's phenomenal to see somebody to break out of their shell and to be able to share the things that you have shared. Every time I listen, I'm like, wow, I learned something new every day. And it's crazy because I honestly, at one point in my life, hated the fact that I had a story. You know, I hated mm-hmm. the fact that I had something I, that I felt like was wrong with me because at some point like in my life I always felt like I was an outcast I always felt like I was different for many mm-hmm. different reasons now being the age that I'm I am because I'm 33 I literally am just coming into the understanding of what life is mm-hmm. I just had this conversation with my therapist like things are now coming full circle to me and I'm like oh like they say like when you're quiet you can really hear God and things mm-hmm. start registering and making so much more sense. And more so recently, cause this is probably the most that I've ever spoke on my story and, you know, well, a main part of my story and stuff, I've realized that there's more work to be done. You know, mm-hmm. it may not appear that way to the public, but like, I know. And before now, I would have never called myself out on like, oh girl, you still got some some healing or whatever to do. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, I feel like God is just continuing to put me in these more uncomfortable situations because he's continuing to use me. And I don't argue no more with him because he's going to do what he do, you know? He's going to do what he do. He <laughs> don't need you arguing anyway. 
And I always tell people, if you, God can't use you if you ain't got a story. Yeah. He can't use you if you don't have a story. And on top of that, what you're saying, you know, even being awkward and continuing to put you in these awkward situations for, to, to fellowship from one one Christian to another, he going to put you in those awkward situations. You want to know why? Because he's cleaning you up. He got mm-hmm. you on the potter's wheel. So when he gets ready for you to do the things that he has for you, a son for you to do, all that garbage that that's going through your head or what you went through, it ain't even going to mm-hmm. be a matter anymore. Right. So allow him to continue to clean you up. You you you're you're going to be great at what you do. God don't make no mistakes. At he all. don't make no no <laughs> no mistakes. So don't don't get me to preaching in here. Pastor <laughs> so, Johnson over here. <laughs> I know. As well as Virgos, we are Johnson twins we both share the same last name that is crazy so anyway so with this journey of you know you going through your therapy and all that stuff how important has it been for you to repair relationships or men relationships because I know for myself like we talked before I didn't do a whole lot of therapy I think I did one or two therapy sessions but for me going back and giving turning my life back over to Christ I did have to ask, beg people to ask the, their forgiveness mm-hmm. and some forgave and some didn't. And, and that's a hard pill to swallow for the flesh. But the ones that did forgive me for something I said or done, it made my heart feel good. How was that with you and, and your relationships and repairing those, those relationships? So my immediate friend circle, it was very crucial. Like I'm probably, if I'm gonna be honest, still apologizing to this day. And they're like, girl, shut up. Like, you know, when I say that, like God knew what he was doing when he placed each individual friend in my life, like he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And it's more because like they knew something like they knew when things were off and when things were wrong and they would just kind of always try to help navigate if I even wanted the help so when Mm -hmm. I got in the space so I'm like oh my god like I'm such a messed up person like I could have potentially damaged those relationships more than what I thought I did Mm -hmm. but I didn't and I'm great I'm grateful for that I'm just like look I'm gonna always try to do better within myself so I I know I can do better within my friend circle now mm-hmm. with that being said if god removed anybody from my life before i got myself together then i didn't try to go back and mend any relationships mm-hmm. because at one point in my life because i had this people pleasing mentality and mm-hmm. i get fixated on like community and friends and people because i've always been in large spaces you know i was a college Mm -hmm. athlete so i've been on large teams and stuff but i had to really realize that everybody that was that i thought was for me wasn't for me and if they were they wouldn't have used certain things against me at my most downfall you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i'm like if they're going to be there they'll they'll find their way back you know and Mm -hmm. i just stopped i stopped like I just stopped trying to attempt to reach out to people or try to stop fitting in spaces that I didn't fit in anymore. Cause I really had to realize that when you elevate and grow, you're going to leave people behind Mm -hmm. and everybody can't go with you on your journey. 
I don't know how my friends now are continuing to, I think I'm catching up to them. I always say that, like, I'm catching up to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because they're still there every step of the way. Now, as far as, like, Mm -hmm. family mending any problems, I didn't have to mend anything with my family. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a a very good structured family for the most part. Um, I just needed them to understand mental health. Not to say they didn't, but I needed them to understand it on a level that I was on, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if even if you have family that work in mental health, like, well, that's your experience and those are your clients or whatever, that's not Shakita. Like, everyone mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. I'm different. And if I'm just getting down to the bulk of what is the true causation of my mental health, which, I'm gonna be mm-hmm. honest, it, it really wasn't my breakup. Mm-hmm. It, it played my breakup at that point in 2019 played a part in it but it was everything else coming to the surface the childhood trauma the miscarriage that i had a couple years prior everything started to come up at one time you know mm-hmm. and-